Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. I'm your host, Daniela. Stay tuned every Monday morning for new episodes. Interested in becoming a part of our community? You can find us on Instagram at Making Sense of Success. Stay tuned for future episode series and pod weeks. Email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com or shoot us a DM if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Thanks for tuning in and joining our journey. Enjoy this episode. Welcome, Lorraine, to Making Sense of Success. Happy Saturday. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Did you want to give our listeners a little bio about yourself so they can get to know you better? Yeah, sure. It's my pleasure to be here. Happy Saturday to you, too. Um, So my name is Dr. Lorraine Barajo. I'm a board-certified physician based in the U.S., and I'm also the CEO and founder of GlowRx Skincare, which is a clean clinical skincare line specifically for melanin-rich skin tones, and then anyone who does suffer from hyperpigmentation, dullness, and other similar issues can also benefit from using my products. So I am a solopreneur. I still practice medicine on a daily basis. Specifically, I'm a pediatrician. So I see newborns all the way up until, you know, young adults who are in college who come back to see me during their breaks and skin being the largest organ. I talk about skin every single day and address a skin concern. And so it's just been really interesting to manage different skin complaints through the decades. And those are some of the things along with patient frustrations that have led me to incorporate a lot of different, you know, cool things into my brand. Wow. Well, you're definitely a girl boss. Like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's so amazing to hear. So much. Yeah, of course. I mean, um, you do so many things, obviously, on like a daily basis from what it sounds like. You're a busy woman. Yes, it's, it's you know, it's like hashtag team no sleep. Yeah. Not that I'm glorifying <laughs> that and I'm, you know, it's not a good thing. No. We need to take care of ourselves. However, you know, it, you know, there are definitely nights Literally, there was a night um, this week that I did go to sleep around like 3 a.m. And then I'm going to be up at 7 a.m., you know. So it happens like that. Sometimes you have to do that because there's just not enough hours in the day when you're doing so many different things. But then on days like this, I did not leave the bed until 10 a.m. So I kind of make up for it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's about that balance in life. And it shifts, too. It does shift. I totally understand. I remember I recently graduated from university. So I totally get what you mean. And I still find myself having those like sleepless nights, even though I'm not still in university. So from (laughs) other things, you know, like there's always I feel like you might be the same type of person, but I'm always the type of person that I, I don't know why I like to kind of 
overcrowd my schedule. I like to be busy. I find I thrive in the chaos for some reason. Yeah, yeah. It's bad, but at the same time, it works somehow. <laughs> yeah, sometimes under pressure, I, certain personalities, I guess like you and I are like in that sense, like certain certain personalities, you kind of, you, you're like, you're always on 10 and you're always trying to like, you know, you work harder when, when there's more on the plate yes. and like the deadlines are coming in. Yeah, that's how I, I function better like that. I think too. I think it might just be the lack of time, right? So you don't have time to procrastinate anything. So that amount of time that you dedicate to something, you have to use it. Exactly. Because <laughs> there's something else always coming. Exactly. Well, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm, the I'm only one. On that. We're on the same page. I always think in my head, okay, Beyonce has 24 hours in her day. And then when I watched like the homecoming <laughs> documentary, I was like looking at all the different things she did to prepare. And I was just like, this is insane, but she did it. You know what I mean? Right, so it's yeah. like, it, like, it, like, as long as we're like focused, like you can do it. It'll get done so, it'll somehow. Get a, support, a support system too. Yeah, as well. Yeah, that's great to hear. Not yeah. the only one. Always no, nice you're to not. Hear I am there with you. You can, call, you can call me at like odd hours and, I, and I'll probably be up too. That's the best type <laughs> of friends to have too. I don't have too many like that. So it's, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. Trust me. Yes. <laughs> I'm probably up. <laughs> So one of the questions we kind of like to use as an icebreaker is mm-hmm. what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received or given someone? Oh, wow. Um, I find that like the seasons in my life where I thrived most were when I had like kind of direct mentorship. So sometimes it's hard to get that because sometimes you're just not like in a place, maybe location wise, or maybe people are kind of too busy to be that person in your life. But I realize that you can also have mentors kind of vicariously through kind of just like maybe reading someone's book or looking at like talks they give or like a TED talk or something. So um, one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever been given, I was in college and I was in this um, scholarship program called the Meyerhoff Scholarship Program. Shout out to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And um, they they were really great in in supporting us through our journey um, for their goal was to increase the number of minority uh, PhD holders in the sciences specifically. Because that number is very, is very, uh, it was minute relative to other right. demographics. So they supported us in terms of like summer internships and all these great things. And so one of our former executive directors, um, we always used to have talks with him and he was just like a father figure to all of us. And so he um, told me, uh, and he was a football player in college. And so he, a lot of his references were sports related. And so he was just kind of telling me just, you know, big picture um, you know, a lot of people love to spectate and love to kind of call different plays from the stands. But if people are not on the field playing with you, then you really have to be careful what you do listen to and not letting them dictate your different moves because they don't even know all the details of like why you're doing this or that. So don't allow spectators to dictate your moves or to make you feel insecure about the different moves you're doing since they're not even actually on the field. They're not actually your coach who knows all the ins and outs of all the different moves you're making operationally in terms of life decisions and things like that. I always carry that with me. And he always told me too to um, eat the fish and throw away the bones. So a lot of people mean well in terms of advice or even when you're watching different like documentaries or like whatever, wherever you get your resources from, but like don't listen to everything just because this person is like a credible source or is a, you know, someone that people like worship in the field in regards to authority and thought leaders, he was like, you know, eat the fish and throw away the bones. So that you can always grasp something from what someone's saying, whether it's a five-year-old or an eight-year-old, you can learn something, 
but then like just kind of glean what you need to know and then throw away the bones, throw away the waste or throw away what doesn't serve you and like your, your journey. So I thought those were two really great pieces of advice um, from a, from a, a mentor of mine um, who is now, you know, he passed away, but that's a good thing about like legacy and wisdom. Like I'm, I always talk about those things. He tells me and I tell my friends and um, in terms of pieces of advice for me giving other people, um, that's a great question. Um, I think we should just, just know that everybody has their own individual journey, like individual path that they were meant to walk along. And just because it doesn't look like someone else's journey does not make you less than, does not make you, um, less accomplished, um, behind or all these other things that women, uh, pressure ourselves about. It's just that those are just lies. And so it's really important to kind of call a lie a lie and then just stick to your truth. Sit down and identify what's your truth and stick to that. And so that you don't have to kind of jump to things prematurely or end up feeling bad about yourself for no reason. <laughs> because well, yeah. your journey is your journey <laughs> and your journey is a beautiful journey for Daniela, for Lorraine. Like that's your individual journey and no one can do what you were put on earth to do but you. So you should do that. And not just do other things so that other people think you're great, great at that or great at that. Like, what were you here? To, what are you here to do? Mm-hmm. Kind of focus on that and not getting off track because you're not where, like, if we both have businesses and so and so is like Forbes under forty, and then you feel bad about that. It's like, no, that's not that's not how it should be. It's like, yo, you know, congratulations. Like, I'm super happy for you. Like, everybody has their own journey, and so stick to your journey. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we do struggle a lot, you know, in this society with this idea of comparison, like we're always comparing ourselves to each other. And that's also because of like the way our academic systems work too as well, right? Everything's always averaged out or there's a median or something and you kind of check the... At least for us, it was always like a graph or something they would show. You saw the curve, like the curve, and all yeah. that. And you're like, oh, like I'm below the curve. Like, yeah, I'm bad. And it's like, no. And it's like, yeah, maybe you learn different. And that, I think that can be applied to all realms of life, really. Um, I agree. I agree. It, you know, not everything's copy paste. Not everyone, especially with advice as well. You know, like not everything's applicable to everyone. So it's like take what you need from that, as you were saying earlier. It's not that you need right. to take everything someone says and apply it to your life. I know exactly. Or, or feel like, you know, cause you know, it's like we are, each person is enough, you know? So I think that's really good to kind of always remember no matter what. Absolutely. And I think those are great pieces of advice. So I'm definitely going to be thinking about those. Yeah, no, <laughs> like honestly, like, they echoed in my head. I always think about them. And I was like, from college days, I always think about them. It's right. just true because people tell you things and you're like, you kind of believe everything. And I think you should consider everything, but you yes. shouldn't like you can you can you can, you can throw away the bones. Like, yeah, exactly. You, I thought that was great. That know? is a really good piece of advice. And I guess the other question we'll ask is: it's really ingrained in this podcast. It's in the name, but <laughs> yeah. I guess has your definition of success changed over time? And if so, what would your definition be? That is, you have great questions. <laughs> I'm glad you like them. <laughs> these are great. great. I feel like these are like journal prompts or something yeah yeah <laughs> so great. I love it um so there is um I forgot the book but um I was listening to like this podcast and he was referencing a book and I think it was talking about this like kind of a, like not to be you know 
on this happy Saturday to kind of like, bring out the mood. <laughs> it's, okay. it's just kind of a part of life, right? Like death, right? So yeah, absolutely. The, the podcast was saying, hey, you know, imagine your journal and kind of like, or excuse me, imagine your funeral and imagine like, what do you want people to say about you? So when I heard that, I was like, for me, that kind of totally flipped um, what a, an idea of success is because I think a lot of people, depending on your culture or depending on, like you said, society, you know, success, you know, i.e. accomplishments are growing up, going to college, getting a great paying job, getting married, having children. Right. Making a lot of money, right? So it's just like, if those are our benchmarks for success, it's just like, it's so black and white and it's so, there's no room for like creativity in there, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like there are a lot of people who do those things that I just mentioned but they don't end up being successful, right? So I think success is kind of honing your skill set or your gifts that you are given and like honing those and building upon those, however you, whether it is through school or through mentorship or through like self kind of study, right. if you're that kind of self-motivated person, excelling at what you were gifted to do um, making a living such that you can support yourself and also help others who need support and then just loving yourself and loving others too. So do those things I'm mentioning sound a little bit nebulous? Yeah. Do they kind of cross all those different things I discussed earlier in terms of school and children and marriage? Yeah. Like those things can be weaved in through all those things as well. Yeah. But I just don't think that like you can necessarily get those things and then also be a loving person who gives back and is generous. So I think success is being loving yourself, loving others, um, have, uh, you know, working hard at your gifts, hopefully having some resources that you can support yourself and support others, and then always like growing as an individual. And then if you could weave those things into all these other like parts of life or like major milestones of life, that's great if that's what you want, you know? So I think that's what success is at the end of the day. If people can at your funeral say, you know, he or she um, was like, you know, such a loving person, you know, someone who always want, would always help if, if asked, you know, things like that. Um, I think that's kind of what a successful person is versus like someone who's like a billionaire with like lots of real estate, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I would love all those things. You know what I mean? Cause it's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like having a comfortable life. You can, you don't have to stress as much. I mean, more money you do get stressed, but it's just nice to be able to like be comfortable and then help other people in your life be comfortable too. Right. Not then. have those so, things necessarily clogging up the back of your mind. Yeah, I think so. Financial stability is very important. Um, and I think it's really important. But I think that, you know, beyond that, I think people can be billionaires and then still be very unsuccessful, even like in their soul, like on a soul level, right? Like not happy, you know? So yes. I think it's important like to be generous, to love and, you know, and to always like focus on self-improvement, which, which uh, requires you being truthful with yourself. And then also requires you being humble enough to get help when needed, you know? Yeah, and I really appreciate that your definition really kind of puts on a pedestal that those personal levels as well as building you like a community, right? Having that community around you to support you as well as for you to support them. Because yeah, that, that really exactly. does go beyond like monetary value is what you're saying. Right, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's an awesome definition. And I, I completely agree with it. That's how I kind of see things too, in terms of success, especially, yeah, like you grow up thinking it's 
there's a lot of monetary and like educational value behind it but in reality when you start to kind of get this is gonna sound like more down or like dark but it's like when you get exposed to like the 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 real world you know you kind of start to see like okay I'm I need to like also prioritize myself as well as the people I surround myself with and the people I get involved with yeah no it's so true there are a lot of um there's a lot of pressure for yeah, um, like the culture of like, oh, you know, I need to be friends with like so and so, you know. So then you become friends with so and so, and you become like, you know, burned by those people because they weren't mis- maybe, you know, friends who like maybe you wanted to be friends with so and so because of a certain network, right? Like in terms of like job related stuff, money level kind of things. And then you end up like realizing those weren't like genuine friendships just because like they had money. You think they would put you in their circle, or like even Huffington Post like years ago did some article about like, and the title was marriage is not an accomplishment hmm. and i i think that's really great because marriage is a beautiful a beautiful thing and partnership but it's not necessarily like okay check off my list because there are a lot of like different young adults who've been jumping into stuff just to have the wedding and then they don't end up have feeling you know fulfillment on the inside Definitely. they kind of rushed into things so i just think that like success is doing things on your own terms like i get super proud of people who are like oh you know my parents always wanted me to be A, B, and C, but instead I'm going to do this and I'm going to do, I'm going to do it well. And I, I get proud of people like that. It's like, yeah, you go, you like, you know, you're doing what you want to do. I love right. that. You know? You're going against societal norms, right? Yeah. So, no, that's it. I mean, that's exactly it. It's not conforming to the societal norms, but I think that's also how we generate change. So it is important yeah, to have exactly. like those cases, you know, where people are like showing that, hey, yeah. look what I'm doing. I'm not going to go to school and I'm not going to go into like a general practice that normally people do following or follow like what my degree, you know, taught me. Right. Necessarily. I think it's harder. It's like it takes more courage. It's harder to do that. It but, is. Like, it not really everybody is. can do that, Daniela. Like you have to have a certain personality. Like I'm yeah. the kind of person like I kind of needed that structure when I was 18. Yeah. Because I could see myself kind of like. I don't know. I just kind of needed that push. Right. But like there's certain 18 and 19 year olds who don't need that. It's true. Yeah. I'm going to build this or I'm going to like, I'm an artist and I I don't need someone to, you know, and like those are the people who I feel like can do that. But not everybody can like, I feel like skip out on that because sometimes 18, like certain 18, most 18 year olds, I feel like need that structure of college. I think unless they're, unless they have a different personality, which I applaud that because that's, that's also like, they're like they're built in a different way right and it's like yeah what i was saying earlier too not everything's copy paste for everyone right so it's not that Mm -hmm. everyone can like do the same thing you know and have the same result so it's it's also what like you're saying that some people are just built different they're born different they just can do it somehow but Mm -hmm. i guess what prompted you to become a physician so my mom is a nurse and my older brother is a internal medicine doctor so I've always kind of been around health-related kind of uh, healers and like direct kind of healers, um, kind of like customer patient-facing um, jobs, right? So I was like a candy striker when I was in high school or when I was, I was born in the U.S. Originally, I'm from Uganda and Rwanda. So every time I would go to visit my family, we would always go back and I like my mom would have a suitcase full of medication and I would always see how healing is just really important physically, but then it goes beyond the physical because when you feel better physically, then you could also kind of sleep better, take walks, just do different things that can make you feel better in your soul. You can go to work, you can so you can provide financially. It's just like it the, the body is just such an important piece 
um, or contributing to your experience as a human. And so that's why, that's what led me to medicine. And then pediatrics in general, I just have always had a special place in my heart for children, specifically because they, you know, as a child, you, you don't ask to be here. You don't conjure right. that up and then poof, I'm here. The child is brought into the world by, you know, to the union of two people. And so, you know, we, we need, they deserve to be taken care of. Um, and so that's why I went into pediatrics. I have patience for kids. A lot of people are like, oh, they can't tell you what's going on. This and this and that. That's so frustrating. Sometimes they can't even like verbalize, you know, and that's fine for me. I just, that's one of like my gifts. I actually have patience for children in that sense. So then I kind of, that's one of the, that's kind of what I was mentioning earlier, kind of not forcing myself, yourself to be in a different field. So not everyone is going to do pediatrics because not everyone can um, feel kind of patient with people who can't tell you what's going on and you have to kind of figure out why they're sick. Yeah. Well, I can um, imagine it's not easy, but if you have a gift for it, you know, it's what you were talking about at the beginning. Like what's your purpose? What's your truth? Figure out kind of like what you have been gifted with and like we do need someone you know to feel like to have those positions within our day-to-day someone has to you know or else yeah what would we do so if you have a gift for it and you're good at it then absolutely why not yeah no i'm like i feel like I'm, i'm i'm kind of where i'm supposed to be in the sense of like children and, um, yeah, cause I mean, I wouldn't be like an OBGYN. There are just certain things like I'm, I'm so thankful for my OBGYN or like my other mm-hmm. doctors, but like, that's just not my, you know, that's not my, um, where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Um, yeah, the, the, and then for, you know, for kids, like I also, like I said, I see like young adults. And so that's why like a lot of my, like my Florex skincare products are also geared towards, um, young adults and kind of what they're looking for in terms of like their skin goals. And so I learn a lot from them in terms of, their daily habits and their daily frustrations and the different things that I encourage them to do to, to have a more healthy life, whether they're on a college campus or whether they're in high school, um, kind of like focus on Instagram all day and kind of looking at people's highlight reels and then feeling bad about themselves. Although everyone's a human being and everyone has highs and lows. And so just kind of like, it's really allows me to be in that position to talk to young people and encourage them in ways that people have encouraged me when I was also in high school and college. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely. And yeah. um, you also mentioned uh, before that you always kind of talked about skin because it is like a very important part of the body, right? It's all over you. Yes. Um, yes. So I guess what prompted you to kind of take that to the next level and start a business on skincare? Yeah, that's a great question. So in 2018, I I was working um, in a clinic in D.C., and I, my contract was coming to an end and I decided I just kind of needed some time to do some other things that I was also interested in before kind of going back into clinical work directly. So I resigned from that position and I, you know, was just kind of doing my self-care, resting, kind of resetting and kind of recovering from, you know, burnout. Yeah. So I got an email from like a, a major retailer, you know, how they kind of tell you how many, how much money you contribute to their business on a um, annual basis. And so uh, there was a pie chart in the email and it said, you know, 99% of your funds this year have gone to skincare. And I was just like, wait, what? Wow. Like you guys have makeup, you guys have hair stuff, you have everything. Skincare, really? And then I realized the reason I was spending so much money was because I was not finding in products that were multitasking. So I got one 
serum that does this and then another serum that does that. And because of my background as a physician, I understand the different things that my skin needed in terms of my personal skin goals. And then also I was getting, so that's one thing in terms of like what kind of struck my interest in getting into the skincare business. The second thing was that in, in clinical practice, my teenagers and then the young adults in college were also kind of telling me how, oh, you know, Dr. Barajo, we want poreless skin. We want, you know, skin, you know, glass skin, this and this and that. And I'm like, you guys are using one product every other day saying that this is the, these are the results you want. Number one, you need consistency. So I realized that they had these goals that were just kind of like lofty in the sense of um, not realistic, you know, in terms of good skin is healthy skin. And right. so I wanted to kind of change that narrative too. And so that's how, what made me go into skincare business in terms of, I just kind of saw that there weren't a lot of multitasking ingredients that were pushing the message, kind of take care of the skin that you're in so that you can have your best skin. Cause that's, what's going to be best for you. Like you might have an acne mark, you might have a little acne scar, or you might have like some dullness, but just in terms of giving your skin all the ingredients it needs to kind of push forth is that is going to be like the best thing that you can do for your skin kind of tying into staying in your lane kind of thing like we were talking about earlier and so before i went into clinical medicine again i traveled to liberia and helped out our national institutes of health with a vaccine project for children and so when i was there for a couple months i ran out of hair oil and i was just like what am i going to do so i went to the local store and stumbled upon some cold pressed baobab oil you know, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> it did wonders for my scalp. And I was like, what else does the continent have to offer in terms of like cold pressed oils that are multitasking? So then I went to, um, I traveled to Rwanda and Uganda on the way back to visit my family. And then when I was in Rwanda, hanging out with my grandmother, I just was spending time with her and then doing my research at the same time and then stumbled upon Moringa oil. And so I was really excited to find a supplier and meet with farmers that, create this pure single origin um, cold pressed moringa oil, which is naturally, which has naturally occurring vitamin C, E, omega-3 and 6 fatty acids and, um, and benhenic acid like or oil, which is just great for like your skin barrier protection. So I brought it back. I started using it and I loved it. My friends and family loved it. And then I formulated it into an actual Glorex formula. Um, added some jojoba and some bergamot in proportions that are perfect for the consistency that I was looking to have. So girls who have acne are enjoying it. Um, girls and boy and men and women with dry skin are enjoying it. And they're just loving all of the different benefits of this oil because it's antimicrobial. It's super light, so it sinks in. So it's just been great in general. And so um, I appreciate the reception so far. It also gives jobs to farmers in Rwanda who are helping mm-hmm. to harvest and process this oil. So mm-hmm. there is a social economic impact as well. And so I am just in the process of, you know, spreading the glow, getting the word out there um, for Glorex skincare. It is, you know, a, a skincare line that, is powered by natural botanicals, but then also for me as a physician, I do understand the power of chemicals as well, particularly non-toxic chemicals. So my my skincare line is, is a combination of both of those different um, power ingredient themes. 
Which I think is so important that you also kind of have some of that background knowledge as well. Not to say anything bad about anyone who doesn't have as much background knowledge, you know, starting a skincare company, but I think it is something that can be a very important asset in developing a skincare brand because like you were saying, right, you also have that knowledge about how chemicals can help as well, non-toxic as you said, but um, that's not something that everyone has, right, when developing a skincare line, especially the ability to know kind of what works and what doesn't, you know, sometimes I think there's maybe more trial and error when there isn't as much knowledge, but when you know, like having that knowledge is just can make such a difference, I think, in your products as well, you're making that socioeconomic impact, as you talked about. And I love that it links back to your roots. Yeah, no, it really, it was kind of a natural um, evolution. Because it's something that, like, I love the Moringa personally, and I was using it. And I was going to just import it, you know, for my own use and right. just kind of buy it on a small scale. And then when my friends and family were using it, they were like, oh, we want some, we want some. And I was like, wait, I only have a couple of ounces. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, wait, you know, hold up. <laughs> So then I was like, okay, like this might be a thing. And so, um, yeah, I just imported um, my first, like, whatever, the whole, you know, I imported it. It was just, like, really complicated with, like, um, you know, getting, because it's, like, a food-grade right. material as well. So, yeah. it's, you know, not my oil because it's combined with other oils, but, like, the way the Moringa is imported as a raw ingredient, it is food-grade, you know? So it's just, it's just, yeah. I mean, the mummies were buried with Moringa. So mm-hmm. I just had never really heard of it in terms of the cold press oil form. I know people kind of eat the leaves and things like yes, that, but yes. so this is really, I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah. No, that's awesome. And I, you know, I think that while you have like your career as a phys- physician and on top of having this as well, like it's so amazing how you're able to do both. And I know we did talk about it at the beginning, how we're both kind of people who stay up or like night owls in that way, willing to do that. <laughs> To right. get everything oh, yeah, exactly. done. But I yes. guess how do you go about like balance? I don't know if balancing is the right word, but I guess by yeah. it, how do you juggle it all? So I think that that is an area that could definitely use improvement. Um, but thankfully, I have been applying for a lot of like grants and like mentorship programs. And then I recently was accepted into a program in which they, I, I received the mentorship, right? Oh, and so that's been really, really, yeah. thank you so much. It's been really super helpful on a monthly basis or just even throughout the month, I could shoot her a text or we can hop on a Zoom call and I just ask her a lot of questions. And so even yesterday I asked her, have you ever felt burned out? And she was like, absolutely, you know? So, you know, the thing I like that she said is she was like, you know, you have to be gentle with yourself. And I love that. And I know that I tend not to be because I'm very, hard on myself and not because like my parents were hard on me because they really weren't like I feel like for us for me growing up it was kind of like autopilot I think like maybe in the kindergarten and school age days they kind of taught me a lot like do this and don't do that but other than that I was kind of a child that didn't really I don't know I was just kind of like a peaceful kind of kid you know what I mean like you know just like you know I liked video games I I liked school I liked soccer you know I I was a chill kid um so I think I have always been like pushing myself and hard on myself. And so just making an effort to be like gentle on myself. And so if there's a day that I don't feel like doing anything, cause I work Monday through Friday in clinic. And yeah. so yeah. that is my commitment. And I get there in the morning and I work hard until like the evening. But if there's a, and so I usually come home in the evening and I'll do like three hours of like printing out labels, um, you know, preparing the packages, 
like during lunch the next day, I'll shoot over to the post office if I can and this and that. My mom helps me um, send packages as well. But if there's a day that I don't feel like doing that, I don't, Danielle, I just don't do it. I just say, you know what, <laughs> for this Saturday, I am just going to rest, you know, like, you know, like USPS is closed anyway, kind of thing. It's like yeah. 5 p.m. Like I just got to order at 5 p.m. Like the, the post office is not going to open again. Well, Monday. yeah. Relax, relax. You know it's what I not, mean? Yeah. It's not even that you can necessarily ship it out. Right. So I cannot ship it out. So it's like, just rest. And so just learning how to rest has been great. You know, a lot of times we're really scared of the quiet, scared of the, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So I just try to give myself more grace, try to be gentle with myself. Um, when I'm, I'm, I drink 64 ounces of water every single day. Oh, wow. That's the one thing that I do. That's awesome. Right? I, yeah, I do that well. But when it comes to like sleeping, that's not good. Um, I'm not good at sleeping. Like, um, like the, the number of hours I should be sleeping and mm-hmm. I'm not good at consistent exercise. Those are the two things that I do need to incorporate, especially since it's going to start getting cold soon. <laughs> yeah, um, totally yeah, understand so that's that. how I balance. Like, I just go, 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 go full throttle. But then if I feel like I'm tired, I just, I stop. Right. And sometimes it'll be for like two days straight. Yeah. And I mean, like, maybe your balance, quote unquote, comes in like extremes. So maybe yeah. you do have to work very hard and then you have like a complete stop, right? Like your break. Right. And then you go back to like, that's, I guess that's how I found what works for me kind of to keep me motivated. There are just some days, like you said, like where it's just like, I don't want to look at anything. I don't want to touch anything. I'm not going to look. Yeah. But it's, it's also important for your mental well being, right? You have to take that into consideration too. So if that's what works for you, then go on. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree. It's definitely for the mental, like your, our mental health, it's really important to pace ourselves. And then, um, you know, I just think it's like, sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, it's Saturday and Sunday. I just don't be, I'm like tired. I don't mm-hmm. I want to take an Instagram break. So then I don't post and then I feel bad because I feel like, you know, I want to give folks, you know, motivation for the weekend and all that. Right. But at the same time, I, sometimes you just have to rest so you can like, you know, for yourself, so you can be, you know, who you're supposed to be for others too when you're, when you're, when you're rejuvenated. Yeah. And also for, I think sometimes for like the people around us, you know, cause we, I, all the time I find like, if I'm just like not in a good mood, right. That kind of radiates out to other people around me. Right. So exactly. I try not to pass it. Like I'm really trying just cause I also work from home now. So I'm mostly in my house all the time exactly in my room right. working. Cause I work a nine yes. to five too. So I find like I need to sometimes take that break away from just technology period because I'm looking at a screen most of the time. So when right. I have to think about posting like an Instagram post for like my for the podcast, for example, I'm just like, oh, my God, like I have to go find something. <laughs> I have to make up the caption. I have to be like all positive and like, you know, and sometimes, you know, not like we were saying, right, not everyone has like every day's not going to be like a ray of sunshine, I'm right? so hard because I feel you on like a visceral level. <laughs> That's great though. No, like it's, it's nice to know that like there's other people, you know, going through the same thing sometimes like yeah, on a day to day. But no, it's amazing to see though that like you've been able to maintain that because being a physician, that's not an easy job as well as like after having gone through schooling for all that and still right. like being able to find kind of extracurriculars or extra things to do with the time right. that you have off, right? Like your skincare yes. business is, is incredible. Especially um, during this pandemic, yes, right? Like in it's addition. added extra stress <laughs> to like 
whether you're a physician or an essential work, worker of yeah. some sort, but you're like, you know, in like a warehouse making sure that our systems and procurement and all that, or right. whether you're at home and you're like having your Zoom meetings and you're just trying to keep like, whether you're like you're, in, like you're getting grant or whatever your yeah. job is. Like Same within the four walls. Moving, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like to keep things moving forward and like the world and all that, like that's just, it's, it's, just, it's just a lot, you know? So yeah, yeah, I guess. Do you go into the office then still? Yeah, yeah, wow. every day. Yeah. Okay. We're also doing, like, uh, kind of Zoom yeah. virtual visits. Yeah. But the majority of my visits are in person. Because, yeah. you know, kids still need vaccines. Like, right. I can't have, like, COVID-19 is over. Then all these kids have polio. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess, have you experienced any challenges with your business? Like, after starting it or even with the pandemic, has there been anything that's kind of been difficult and if so how did you kind of overcome that yeah for sure it was um it's really humbling like in june it'll be like weeks that like my sales are kind of like in my eyes lame like it's relative but like under underwhelming for my expectations and then then you'll have like june comes and because of a partnership i had with this other amazing skincare company um i ended up getting sold out because I was also sold through her box. That's awesome. Subscription kind of box. Super happy. But because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the, the slow, the slowness of supply chain and all that, like I didn't get, like I was sold out for like four weeks. Right. And I just got, it was so frustrating on my end. Customers were also really frustrated as well, understandably. And so that was a really tough time. You just have to send out a lot of emails and a lot of apologies. And you just hope that people have patience for you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Daniela, most did. And then some didn't. And I was like, (laughs) There's always that one customer. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Like, I wish I could fly. And, you know, and all of my products are made in the U.S. But, but that right. doesn't mean that, yeah. like, just because it doesn't flown from somewhere else. Well, okay, except for the moringa is imported, right? Uh-huh. But I had enough moringa, thankfully, on the ground. But just because um, all my products are made in the U.S., um, the manufacturing facilities had less people for social distance purposes. Mm-hmm. So that's how things slowed down for, for me. So, well, yeah, I mean, I and USPS, like, I, I, too, the mailing oh my God, as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That was a nightmare. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I can. <laughs> a nightmare. A nightmare. So... I just, a lot of apologies and, you know, just, I mean, just at one point I just couldn't do much about it, you know? Yeah. And all you can do is really move on, you know, and you, from the HR side of it, you did take care of things. Like you sent out those emails, I assume. So like from what you're saying, I assume that you personally sent them out, right? So I did. I did. That's a whole other level of commitment as well. Taking the time to email each customer. Right. Oh yeah. Exactly. I'm sure the customers that like as well appreciate your products did appreciate you taking the time to sit down and send them an email. (laughs) They were really, really um, understanding, and I appreciate it, and super encouraging, you know? They're like, oh, no problem. You know, it's just like really, it's just really, Glorex, we have a really um, a beautiful community yeah. that's supportive, and, um, you know, everyone is just really into self-care right now, since, like, you know, self-care is a new going out. Absolutely, <laughs> so, absolutely. You know, everyone is masking, and, you know, so it's been great. I mean, yeah, I, I can tell you from someone who works from <laughs> their room all day. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely something that keeps me busy <laughs> throughout the day. <laughs> I'm like a little mask on or something. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's so awesome to hear. And the last kind of 
deep question. I'm going to hit you. It's so totally <laughs> take yeah. a moment to think about if you need to. But it's what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? So, so when it comes to success, um, success is what you want it to be. I think that just make sure that when you're making that your own personal definition of success, that you are in a good place in terms of your headspace um, so that you can have a motivated, thoughtful, positive definition of success. And then whenever you define what success is for you, you know, don't allow other people to deter you from you accomplishing that goal because that's your definition of success. That's your truth. And so stick to that. Um, also want to just kind of remind you to take care of yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Try to go for a walk every day. Try to get at least seven hours of sleep if you can. Turn off your phone. Have some like screen time, free time, um, just to kind of like quiet your mind down. Take some deep breaths, aromatherapy, candles, whatever you have to do to center yourself. Uh, meditate on positive words, positive positive messaging. Um, and yeah, just, you know, stay safe, stay healthy. This um, pandemic won't last forever. Let's just remain healthy. Friends and family remain healthy so that on the other side of this, we can all get together, hug each other, go to concerts, you know, games, kick it, um, just stay healthy. And, you know, definitely head over to at Skin on Instagram. Check out my amazing skincare products, which I formulated myself, Glorex Skincare. And go on our website if you'd like to purchase www.glowrxskin.com. And you can always DM me. I answer DMs personally. It's not medical advice, but it is um, my opinion. Um, so definitely hope to hear from you at glowrxskin. And Danielle, thank you so much. This has been oh, so great. Of course. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and give us a rating. Also check us out on Instagram at Making Sense of Success and tune in next Monday for our next episode. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.